you have landed on the one and only podcast where you'll learn about the people and places that inspire life-changing travel. This is a special episode of Dramatic Travels. Podcasting. I need the toy back. You hit the microphone with your toy and it makes noise. Hello, my friend, Aaron Schlein here, and welcome to episode number 10, double digits, of the Dramatic Travels podcast. I'm going to break format on this episode. It's going to be uh, quite a bit different from what we've, you've experienced in the first nine episodes. For most of this, sh- this episode, it's going to be just you and me, and we're going to talk about what's gone over- on over the last six months, uh, the lessons that I've learned from building and growing this podcast. And I really just want to show some really just real gratitude to the people who have helped me along this journey, uh, the guests and my family and just other people who I hadn't even met or even heard of until maybe six months ago when I got started down the road that ultimately led me to launching the Dramatic Travels podcast on March 5th of 2018. And I've also got an exciting announcement to make about a brand new podcast. We're going to talk about that in a bit. And to close out this very special episode with a bang, you're going to listen in on my chat with John Lee Dumas, who is an absolute legend in podcasting circles. Dramatic travels literally would not exist without John's help. And if you don't know him already, I definitely want to make sure you get a chance to meet him because he's just an exceptional human being full of energy, full of fire, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy our chat. That's coming up at the end of this episode. I launched Dramatic Travels last month to put a big spotlight on how powerful travel is and to introduce you to passionate travelers who can tell you all about the people and the places that inspired them. And the reaction to the first nine episodes has been so wonderful, better than really than I could have imagined. Back in that very first episode, episode triple zero, I made a commitment to you to pull back the curtain and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of my personal journey in creating and growing this podcast. So if you haven't listened to that first episode, be sure to check it out. I'll link it up in the show notes. Check that out when we're done here in episode 10. Launching this podcast was such a big deal for me. I had a lot of help and I learned a ton along the way and I'm going to take these few minutes here in this 10th episode to share the ups and downs of the last six months and of course give the gratitude to the many wonderful people who have graciously joined me on this journey. I've written a series of blog posts that are sort of a companion to this episode. Each post is a bite-sized story about the actions I took and the lessons I learned at several key points over the last six months. So check out that blog. It's a lot of fun and I think you'll learn a lot about the magic that happens in your life when you commit to taking action. You can find the first post in that series at dramatictravels.com slash action. Uh, I'll link that up in the show notes as well, so no need to scramble for that pen. Over the last six months, I have had a consistent creative surge like I've never experienced before. Six months ago, I had never listened to a podcast. And I remember the exact date. It was October the 4th, 2017, that I listened to a podcast for the very first time. But that story that led up to that 
to me push and play on that first podcast actually starts 10 years earlier. I'll, I'll give you a brief background on this story. If you want to read all the gory details, they're in there on the blog, but I'm going to get through this fairly quickly. So I graduated from college at Sacramento State University in 2007, and I was super fired up and I wanted to start my own business. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, even though I didn't really know what that meant. Uh, I had a one bedroom apartment that I shared with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. Expenses were low. I had a part-time job at a grocery store making about 20 bucks an hour. Uh, It was enough to pay the bills, had a few bucks left over for travel and fun. And looking back, I really was in a great place to start an entrepreneurial journey because it was just me and my girlfriend. We had no kids. We had no mortgage. And I did everything I thought I was supposed to do to start a business. But it turns out I was all wrong. I spent all this time researching the market and I spent weeks just holed up in my apartment working on my business plan and making spreadsheets. And I bought a bunch of office supplies and all those things that made me feel like I was starting a business. But in reality, it never was a business. I was sitting around preparing this perfect plan, building this perfect business and creating this perfect product that was going to make me a huge success just as soon as the time was right. My idea died on the, completely on the vine because I never took any actual action. I never had a product to sell. I never had a customer. Uh, I never validated any of my ideas. I never had any proof of any, any of my concepts were, were worthy, that anybody cared about this idea, anybody cared about this idea besides me. And without any action, there, of course, there were no results. And without results... Uh, the commitment I had to this, you know, air quotes business, just it fell off really quickly. And after a few months, I bailed on it, uh, used that economics degree that I had earned, and I got a job. So fast forward 10 years later, September of 2017, I traveled to Washington, D.C. to receive a postgraduate certificate in risk management from the Notre Dame University of Maryland. And my final project for that program was to analyze the potential benefits to airlines if passengers traveled with less luggage. The the project was inspired by an article that I'd read shortly after the SkyMall catalog went bankrupt. Uh, The company that owned SkyMall catalog went bankrupt, rather. And the article estimated that American Airlines was going to save $350,000 a year in fuel costs simply by removing the weight of SkyMall catalogs from the aircraft. And each catalog weighs about four ounces. So four ounce catalogs across their fleet of planes translates to 350 grand a year in savings. And it got me thinking, all right, you get rid of some catalogs and save 350 grand a year. How much could airlines save if, if travelers didn't fly with so much baggage? On the flight home, the idea hit me to use the findings from that project to start a business. And my idea was going to be to offer passengers an airport-based rental service as an alternative to traveling uh, with baggage. Passengers would select what they need for a trip in advance, and these items would be delivered in a suitcase at their arrival airport. And when the trip's done, they could simply just return the items back to the airport and fly home. Nifty idea in concept, I think. So I spent the entire uh, six-hour flight home from D.C. back to Sacramento outlining my my this business that I had dreamed up. And for the next several weeks, I kind of plugged away in secrecy at this, at this plan. Cause I really, you know, I truly thought in my mind that I was going to revolutionize the air travel industry just as soon as I had my plan ready. Then I was reminded of 
my failed business attempt from 10 years ago. And I confronted that brutal reality that this new idea of mine was going to take years and years and probably millions of dollars just to test it, just to see if the, if the idea was, was viable. And I remembered that total lack of action from 10 years ago and knew that with, without taking any real action now that I would, there was no chance that I would ever get to that point where have any sort of viable business. I've completely bailed on that idea now, by the way, but it was because I took that action that led me to this point that, you know, realized that this is where I'm supposed to be. This is, this is where I'm supposed to be on my journey right now. Uh, but I didn't go down that rabbit hole of tedious research and analysis and buying dumb supplies that I didn't need. I I did something right then, right now. I took action, uh, which I didn't take 10 years ago. So a few days later, after I'd kind of had this, this light bulb, this aha moment, I read an article that highlighted the importance of building influence within the industry you want to work in. And I was wanting to work in the travel industry. So my first move was to get on social media. I had a Twitter account that had been on mo- in mothballs for years. I had 13 followers and just kind of recreated or created this persona of travel inf- influencer, Aaron Schlein, the travel influencer. And it was so, so lame. This was six months ago. It was just beyond lame. I called myself, get ready for it. I called myself Aaron in the air. Cute. And my profile picture was an airplane wing, not my face, an airplane wing. Because that's what people want to follow on social media. What, what does the wing have to say today? What hashtags is the wing using right now? Anyway, but I might have been lame, but at least I was doing something. And I reached this point really quickly that I knew that I needed to, to educate myself. I needed to just every day be adding you know, valuable, you know, valuable new knowledge and expertise that I could use you know, use later on to, to potentially grow a business. And every day that that knowledge and expertise would, would grow exponentially on itself and hopefully get me someplace wonderful someday. So I knew that I needed to learn about entrepreneurship, real entrepreneurship, not the, not the fake, you know, sit in your apartment for six months and do nothing entrepreneurship of uh, 10 years ago. So one day, and again, that day was October 4th, 2017. I took a quick break from being lame to see what I could learn from these, these newfangled podcasts that all the kids are listening to. And I opened up the Apple Podcasts app for the first time. I had an iPhone for six and a half years and never opened that app once. But on October the 4th, 2017, I opened that app and I did a search on the word entrepreneur. And the result of that search changed my life. The first result was a show with just bright orange artwork, and you can search for it today. And you'll it should be pop up be the very first thing that pops up when you type in the word entrepreneur uh, in the Apple Podcast app. But that show was called Entrepreneurs on Fire, EO Fire for short. Uh, EO Fire is a three hundred and sixty five day a year podcast. 366 on leap year. And it's hosted by an undeniable energy bomb of a human being, John Lee Dumas, who we're going to be hearing from later. In each episode of EO Fire, John chats with a successful entrepreneur about his his or her entrepreneurial journey and the triumphs and the failures and the critical lesson that lessons that they learned along the way. And without fail, John Lee Dumas 
had released an episode of EO Fire every single day since launching the podcast in 2012, which I find even more impressive now after seeing how much work it's been to release 10 episodes over the last month and a half. John actually has since gone to a twice a week format once he hit episode 2000. So 2000 days in a row. And then he called it a kind of called it a day on the everyday format, but he's still going at the twice a week format. Definitely check out that show. Uh, if you get a chance, it's, it's, it really did. It was remarkable. It changed my life. 2000 different entrepreneurs and their journeys. You know, you're going to learn some stuff. And I, I certainly did. So that October 4th episode of EO Fire was episode 1809. And, the, and John's guest that day was a gentleman named Peter Shankman. And Peter Shankman is a marketing expert. He's an author. He's a keynote speaker and certainly an energy bomb in his own right. Uh, again, I'm trying to make this long story short. Check out the blog to fill in the blanks. But because of that episode of EO Fire, episode 1809, I eventually grew to make personal connections with both John Lee Dumas and Peter Shankman that have had remarkable, remarkable effects on my life over the last several months. This podcast, Dramatic Travels as a whole, uh, would not exist without them. Promise you that. And I was actually, this is so cool, just last week, I was invited to be a guest on Peter Shankman's podcast, Faster Than Normal, and we're recording it next week. I'll definitely let you know when that episode goes live. And of course, as I mentioned, I recently chatted with John Lee Dumas, and you're going to hear our conversation in just a bit. Before we get to that, I want to share some other exciting news. I'm launching a brand new podcast on April the 25th. If you're listening to this episode of Dramatic Travels, the day it goes live, that's just two days from now, Wednesday, April the 25th, 2018. 24 Hours of Action is an experiment to see how far forward we can all push our goals by committing to one action-packed hour of focus every single day. One of my major goals and continuing ongoing goals is to create consistent, valuable content across a variety of platforms without, and this is key, without neglecting my family or getting caught up in this endless quest for perfection. Because if I had somehow had you know, unlimited hours in the day and no other responsibility, sure, I could spend all my time creating cool, fun content for everyone, but that is absolutely not the case. So my answer to that is for 24 consecutive days, I'm going to dedicate exactly one hour of laser focus to achieving this content creation goal. And each day I'm going to choose a topic that email subscribers, you guys tell me that you find interesting or valuable. And I am going to record a podcast episode. I'm going to write a blog post. I'm going to shoot a YouTube video all around this single topic and all during the one hour between 4.45 a.m. and 5.45 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, As you know, I publish a new episode of Dramatic Travels every Monday. And this is the accountability that I get from that publishing schedule. That's really how the 24 hours of action concept came to be. So my audience, you, when you know that I am going to publish an episode every Monday, that's my accountability. Because I know if Monday comes and goes and I don't have a new episode ready to publish, then I've let you down and I can't let that happen. I have a lot of other ideas, a lot of other content I want to explore and share and experiment with. Uh, but without the accountability, it's much more difficult to to get that done. 
quite frankly. Uh, when I and then then when I combined my desire to create consistent, valuable content with very, very real time constraints and my need for accountability, that is how 24 hours of action was born. Because products and services, my friend, they are simply solutions to problems. And 24 hours of action is the solution to my problem of how to create consistent content for you without neglecting my family or getting caught, uh, getting caught up in, like I said, the endless quest for perfection. So uh, the content that I'm going to be creating over these 24 days, it's for you, my friend. So please, I ask you to head over to 24 hours of action, subscribe to that email list because email subscribers are going to help choose the daily topics and get shout outs on the show. So let your voice be heard. Head over to 24hoursofaction.com. You can use the number 24. You can spell it out. It doesn't matter. They both go to the same place. Just go over there, get on the email list, 24hoursofaction.com. Action starts April 25th. Again, that's just two days from now. If you're listening to this episode, the day it goes live. My chat with John Lee Dumas coming right up. Uh, Before we close out, though, um, I need to express just my most sincere gratitude to my friends and family who have supported me so beautifully on this journey, especially my wife, who has made some very, very, uh, very real sacrifices to give me the time and the space that I need to create this podcast week after week. I couldn't have done it without you, babe. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, special thanks to all the email subscribers and those of you who join me on Instagram live every Friday. You're awesome. And thanks to those first eight guests. You guys have been unbelievable. Uh, better. It's been a better experience that I could ever have hoped for. So thanks so much to my first eight guests, Nicole Melancon, Zach Clam, Eric Stowe, and Jessica Parker. Tamara Gruber, Mark Wilde, Johnny Jett, Elizabeth Adelaide, you guys are in the Hall of Fame. Those first eight guests on the Dramatic Travels podcast. Love you guys. Thank you so much for all the awesome feedback and for helping grow this podcast by sharing it with your audiences, your friends, your family. It's been a a real treat and I am so very grateful. So thank you. All right, my friend, as promised, we're going to close out this special episode of Dramatic Travels with my chat with John Lee Dumas of EO Fire. I tell you, that interview that I did with John was probably one of the coolest things I've done in a while. It was so weird because I have listened to literally hundreds of episodes of this guy's podcast. And when I'm talking to him and he's responding back to me, it it felt like choose your own adventure in a way because I'm I'm listening to him in my headphones the way I have hundreds of times, but the words coming out of his mouth are in response to a question I asked him. It was just such a it was a trip. That's uh, that's all I can say. Uh, if you ever have the opportunity to to talk to a, a podcast host or a radio host who you're very familiar with, maybe you'll, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. But anyway, enough about that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the format of this episode. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Drop me a line, Aaron at DramaticTravels.com. Share your thoughts. I reply personally to all my email and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Again, that's Aaron at DramaticTravels.com. And if you're enjoying this just you and me format, definitely check out uh, 24 hours of action, which will be 24 straight days of just you and me. All right, my friend, please enjoy my chat with the one and only John Lee Dumas of EO Fire. 
Dramatic Travels family, I am thrilled to introduce you to a very special guest, Mr. John Lee Dumas. John is the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, an award-winning podcast where he interviews inspiring entrepreneurs every Monday and drops value bombs every Thursday. With over 2,000 episodes, 1.3 million listens every month, and seven figures of annual revenue, JLD is just getting started. John, are you ready to share your dramatic travels? Oh, I am fired up to be here. Let's do this. Yes, sir. Like I said in the intro, John is the host of the award-winning podcast EO Fire, which until recently was a daily podcast, 365 days a year, 366 on Leap Year. My friends, this man released a podcast every single day for over five years. And I'm going to make you chuckle here, John. I've produced one podcast per week for about two months. And man, it's a lot of work. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was a great run. 2,000 episodes slash 2,000 days. Enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, now it's time for that next chapter. Excellent. Well, let's, uh, let's, turn, let's turn that page together. Uh, so, John, I've listened to hundreds of EO Fires episodes. I came into the game a little bit late, so I haven't heard them all but a topic that always seems to be lying there beneath the surface with you is your love of history. Can you describe your personal your personal relationship with history throughout your life? Yeah, history has always been big for me. I mean, I can definitely remember social studies always being my favorite subject in high school and even before um, high school, junior high, elementary school. And, you know, then going into college, I remember saying, what's my major going to be? And, you know, I flipped to the first page of the whole thick book of majors. And the first major was American history or American studies. And, you know, because it was in alphabetical order. So it was A for American. And I went through that entire book. And I said, wow, none of these majors sound as interesting as American studies. So I went on back signed up to be an American studies major, and that was my major in college. And it's just been something I've always loved, you know, reading biographies of the men and women who have changed the world and just really getting a, a good understanding of people who have just led crazy, fun, interesting, impactful lives has always been something I've enjoyed doing. All right. Well, if I can gush for a moment, I believe that right now I'm speaking to one of the men and women who changed the world. So, Oh, that does mean a lot. Uh, hugs from across across the planet. <laughs> So, John, Dramatic Travels, as you can tell, probably by the name, is a travel podcast about the people and places who inspire life-changing travel. And travel and history often go hand in hand. So if you can, start with your earliest travel memory and uh, just tell us about your travels over the years. Well, one of my earliest travel memories was a pretty cool one. So I remember we were getting ready to go to Disney World in Orlando, and I was super excited to go. I was very, very young. And, you know, I just felt like we were going to a distant planet. Like, it just felt like it was completely out of my understanding zone of the world that I lived in. And, you know, sure enough, we got into a plane, we fly, you know, however many thousands of miles it was from Maine to Florida, like 14, 1500 miles. And we get down there and it's just a whole new world. You know, it's hot, it's humid. You know, even though back in Maine, it was like February, so it was like 17 degrees and freezing. So it's just like a whole new world on every single level. There's palm trees, there's lizards. It was just this crazy new world for me. And I was just like, man, I am literally like on a different planet right now. And then the first day we walk in to Disney World, and sure enough, the first people we bump into 
our next door neighbors. And one of our next door neighbors had a son my age. And I just thought it was the craziest thing that here I was like on this distant planet and my next door neighbor was there. And we spent basically the entire trip just like hanging out with his family and going around doing this, doing that. And my family didn't know they were going down there. His family didn't know that they were, that we were going down there. So it was a complete surprise for everybody. And I just remember that standing out to me as being so crazy. That is crazy. And I really love how you engage those those senses and the memories and the emotions that went along with that, including that, that big kind of massive bewildering surprise of running into your neighbor. Because I really believe that you're you know, your emotional memories are your most powerful memories. And you really, uh, you know, you really took us there with you on that trip to Orlando, the hot and the humid and meeting those neighbors. I love it. I love hearing stories like that. And I love when people can really dig deep and tell those stories. So, so thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Sure. So can you give us some insight about how travel and history have impacted your personal success? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just about being a more well-rounded individual and traveling to different countries, you know, whether it be living in Guatemala for four months, backpacking India for five months, you know, being in Iraq for 13 months during my tour of duty in the army. Like, I've been to some pretty crazy places. I've seen, you know, vastly different cultures and, you know, met really interesting and cool people. And it's just kind of given me this really well-rounded 360-degree kind of perspective of life and humanity and what it means. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, it's just also random on how we're born where we're born. Like I happen to be born in Maine. Some people are happen to be born in Kathmandu, Nepal, which is another place that I've been to as well. And it's just like, like, you know, life is so different depending on where you are born and where you live. And I just think it's important, you know, when you're looking to, to live your life and to understand like the kind of value that you want to give to this world to have that full perspective, not just like this narrow mind of like, you know, I'm from a small town in Southern Maine and this is how things are done, but okay, I'm from a small town in Southern Maine. This is how we do things. And this is how people in Kathmandu, Nepal do things. This is how people in, you know, uh, Goa, India do things and in Baghdad, uh, Iraq and in Saudi Arabia and, you know, Cebu, Philippines and Hong Kong, you know, these are all places that I've been that I've just been able to take it all in and experience it. And it's just been this great feeling of, okay, like this is really a huge world, but at the same time, we all have commonalities. We all have differences, but we all have commonalities too. Absolutely. And, uh, we truly live in the best time in history, in my opinion, to connect with people around the world, to connect skills, to connect, you know, like-minded folks, like, you know, like yourself, you can shoot your your value bombs every day from Puerto Rico and land them <laughs> in my my eardrums here in Sacramento, California. So love it. Love the time we're living in. John, you have often spoken about perspective as a key success element to go along with productivity, discipline, focus that entrepreneurs need. Can you tell us a, a specific time or a specific instance when sh- uh, travel shaped your perspective and really helped you navigate everyday life? Yeah, I can definitely say this. It was pretty interesting for me was um, I decided to go backpack in India. This was right after I quit and dropped out of law school. So it was kind of at a low point in my life and I, I kind of felt lost and I felt like 
I didn't want to be around anybody who knew me because I was embarrassed and I just felt like I would even be more embarrassed, you know, for them to look at me as like this law school dropout. And it just like was the time for me to leave and to get out of Dodge and to go somewhere where nobody knew me. And that was India, you know, so I went out to India and I did the backpacking thing for five months and, you know, India and Nepal, trekked the Himalayas, like did the whole thing. And I just loved kind of being anonymous, like being out there. Nobody had any preconceived notions of me because, you know, before like small town Maine that I went to a small college, you know, then I went, you know, I had a small friend group. I mean, it was just like everybody knew me in my previous quote unquote life. But then like in India, it was like I was just anonymous and nobody knew me. Nobody had preconceived notions. They met me. It was a blank slate. Oh, where are you from? What do you do? Da, da, da. No big deal. And it was in and out. And it just like gave me this great vibe of, hey, this is what it means to travel, to experience new things, to have a clean slate, to, to meet new people, to have no agenda, to have no generalization, to have no, you know, crazy perspectives and just that, like allow yourself, you know, to experience things for what they are. And then we got to Pokhara, Nepal, and Pokhara is a beautiful little town with a huge lake right at the base of Annapurna, which is the seventh highest mountain in the world of the Himalayas. And we um, got a guide um, to guide us, a Sherpa, to guide us up to the base camp of Annapurna, which was 14,500 feet. And it was quite a trek. It was like a 12-day trek to get to this place. And it was it was great. It was a beautiful trek. I, I really hoped one day to do it again. It was just a wonderful experience. But I'll never forget, like, getting to know the Sherpa on the way. And one day, one night, like, kind of having him break down and, like, look, look at me with, like, tears in his eyes and say, John, like, I just love my daughter so much. But there's just nothing for her here, you know, in this small town in Nepal. There's nothing for her here. And just to see that, like, the same struggles and pain that he was going through – you know, millions of fathers and mothers were going through around the world. And just me saying, man, you know, locations might change, but real world problems don't change. And like that kind of gave me the perspective of like, how can I help people with their real world problems? Like how can I add value to lives to give maybe his daughter an opportunity to to log on, you know, to the internet from that town of Pokhara and and listen to a podcast and maybe be inspired to start her own online business or Instagram account, you know, of best treks of the Himalayas. And next thing you know, she has 200,000 followers and she's an Instagram influencer and she's getting you know, REI to sponsor her posts, you know, for $10,000 and it's, you know, which is absolutely game changing money. And it's just insane to like, to think about that. And so that kind of led me, you know, that kind of realization led me down the path to really what I do today. Well, that's so many takeaways from that, but you know, one of the biggest ones is just those real world problems. They're everywhere. All seven plus billion of us on the planet have them. And there's also, there's kindness in every corner of the world and go seek it out because it's out there. And also that anonymity, that anonymity that you spoke about that, that's, that can be liberating. So lots of great takeaways from there. Uh, spend our last couple minutes. I want to talk about a, an interesting pivot you've made recently. Sure. Uh, with all the, all the success that you've had from EO Fire and all the momentum you've got going over there, you completely shook things up recently by launching a brand new, completely unrelated podcast called Memoir Audio Biographies <laughs> of the Men and Women Who Changed the World. Take us to the beginning of that idea real briefly and tell us why you pulled the trigger now. Yeah, it was a passion project, you know, for 
a long time, I've been a uh, massive consumer of biographies and audio and autobiographies. I just love reading books about lives of the men and women who have changed the world. But the only problem I had with these books was that they're tombs. They're 1,200, 1,500 pages. Like they just take forever to get through. And, you know, frankly, there's a lot of fluff in them as well. And so I said, what if I could take, you know, these massive uh, volumes, you know, volume tombs of what is a, a rendition of this individual's life and compress it down to like a two or three hour podcast episode that would be an audio biography of the, these men and women who have changed the world. And it just kind of hit all my my uh, happy buttons. You know, I love history. I love researching. I love learning about people who have changed the world. And I know podcasting and I love podcasting and I get editing and I get audio. So I just said, let's marry these two worlds together and I'll create a little bit of this edutainment where it's educating, but it's also entertaining where you can listen to stories of the men and women who changed the world in an audio experience with voiceover actors and sound effects. And I just had a lot of fun putting it together. You know, I researched Alexander the Great for episode one and it actually was such a long episode. I broke it up into four specific segments. Um, and you know, I'm working on Napoleon right now for my next series, my next feature. And then I'll be doing a, a female after that, probably Catherine the, the the Great or maybe Cleopatra. And, you know, just having a lot of fun researching and <clears throat> kind of going down that road of how can I bring a great audio experience to people that have always heard about these people. Like, you know, I'm sure, Aaron, that you've heard of Alexander the Great, you know, but unless you sat down and read a super biography of him, you probably didn't know that many details about him. But now, in just a couple hours, you can essentially know his entire life story, all 33 years of his life, just from that two-hour audio experience. And that's kind of what I want to bring to the world and have a lot of fun doing it. Well, you definitely hit a home run with the Alexander the Great episodes. I listened to listened to all four of them, and everything you said is true. The voice actors, the sound effects, really incredible. Mm-hmm. It pulls you Thank in, and in, in a you're welcome, in a really wonderful way. But it got me thinking about what a great potential learning tool memoir could be for kids to get them excited about travel, to get them to want to see these inspiring historical places yeah. with their own eyes. What are your thoughts about that? Hundred percent. I mean, if you can have the paint the vivid picture in the minds of children as they're as they're watching it i mean or sorry as they're listening to it i mean and then to be able to bring them to this location and have it be brought to life in front of their eyes like saying hey this is the persian pass you know remember that battle that john was talking about when the two armies met here and this happened this is that pass right here and then there, you can just picture their eyes going wide and you know picturing the the horses neighing and the archers and you know the the cavalry charge and all these different things and just that experience is so cool to bring to life and i think that would really make a, a big impact then just to just bring them there and be like hey this is where a big battle happened and i'm like oh okay that's cool but it wasn't real for them before that well, that's killer stuff, man. You definitely got a fan in me. I'm going to be sharing that with my own kids and hopefully you know, the future episodes to get us all, my yeah. family pumped up for travel. Certainly recommend a memoir to, to anyone out there who's looking to get excited about history, get excited about travel and inspire your kids. So John, right before, before we go here, I just want to share you know, my mission with Dramatic Travels is to inspire parents to travel with their kids, but also to provide them with the best tools that help turn that inspiration into reality. So I, I always stress the importance of setting 
setting meaningful goals and taking action. So before we say goodbye, John, I'm going to ask you to engage that brilliant entrepreneurial mind of yours. Leave us with one little piece of advice for parents about how they can take action and accomplish those elusive travel goals. Well, listen, I'm a big believer that if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. So step number one, you've got to sit down with your spouse, with your loved one and put it on the calendar. Just put it on the calendar. You don't even have to have a location at this point. Just block it off. You know, Kate and I did this about six months ago. We blocked off 60 days in the fall of 20, um, what is it, 2018. And guess what? I probably, if I had not done that, I would have had a conference or, you know, this or that would have been booked in there. And then it just would not have been able to happen. But we've had it blocked off for over six months now. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we sat down and we filled those in with travel. And so now, and get ready for this, Aaron, this is in order. We're doing Dublin, Edinburgh, Brussels, Amsterdam, Copenhagen, Berlin, uh, Vienna, Bratislava, Budapest, Naples, Rome, Lisbon. And we're doing that in 65 days. So it's going to be three or four days at each one of those places. We're going to be enjoying it, having a blast, making it happen. But it all started with us putting a date in calendar that was a non-touchable date, date frame. And then when the time got a little bit closer, sitting down and filling it in with real places. And now we're going to go off and have an amazing adventure. Thanks to putting it in the calendar. That's gold, my friend. If you want those amazing adventures to be in your life, listen to my man, John, here. He's, uh, he's obviously learned a thing or two over his years on this planet. It's his travels and his time with history, his time with EO Fire. And John, I want to thank you so much. And everything you want to know about John Lee Dumas, eofire.com. That's where the magic happens. But you can also check out memoir.one to learn more about memoir, audiobiographies of the men and women who changed the world, JLD, it's been a real pleasure, man. Thank you so much for joining us on Dramatic Travels. Aaron, you're the best. Peace out, brother. Okay, my friend, that does it for this very special episode 10 of Dramatic Travels. We'll be back to the usual format next week. Like I said earlier, though, I would love to hear your thoughts on this format. If you love it, hate it, more of it, want less of it, uh, reach out and get in touch. Aaron at DramaticTravels.com and definitely check out 24 Hours of Action, which kicks off this Wednesday. Head to 24HoursOfAction.com. Get on the email list. Let your voice be heard. Be a part of the fun. And remember, friends, your emotional memories are your most powerful memories. So put some emotion in your motion. See ya.